0: Welcome to the Garden Basics with Farmer Fred podcast. If you're just a beginning gardener or you want good gardening information, well, you've come to the right spot. Hey, how are you fertilizing your plants? Are you going out every month or maybe even every week with a watering can, fertilizer, and a teaspoon? Or maybe you're tossing granules on the ground around your plants and then raking them in gently, making sure not to harm your plants, of course. And then you have to water in those fertilizer granules. Is that what you're doing? That is time-consuming. You want some time back to do something else? Well, then today's podcast is for you. It's all about fertigation. What's that? We'll explain. It's episode 130 of the Garden Basics with Farmer Fred podcast, brought to you today by SmartPots. And we'll do it all in under 30 minutes. Let's go.
1: Hi Fred, this is Andrew from Elk Grove, California, uh, calling to put a question for you and Steve Zine. Um, I guess part one of this question is: I'm using a drip system for the garden, and I've been fertilizing through a siphon mixer. Uh, I've been mixing it's all organic um, fish emulsion and seaweed extract uh, to the right proportions via the um, siphon mixer, which is a great time saver for the garden. Um, so question one for you and Steve is, w- do you have any product recommendations for the most effective concentration of fertilizer and nodosum seaweed uh, for the garden and you know a good price point, like the most cost effective um, products, recommendations, or just general tips? And then two... I'm thinking about putting in a uh, fertigation system. Are there any products or recommendations you guys have for, um, you know, concentrations or uh, a certain soluble substance or products to look out for that aren't gonna, you know, clog up the emitters or anything like that? Anyway, Fred, uh, keep up the good work. Appreciate everything you do. Thank you. I'm
0: gonna wait for the dogs to
1: stop barking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's certainly beyond garden basics, but it's still important. It's Basically, an easier way to fertilize your garden through this thing called fertigation. What's that all about? Let's bring in the alleged zine. Actually, it's Steve Zion, Sacramento's organic advocate. He has been preaching soil health for, uh, I I would say, probably 45 years or more. Mr. Z, what about all this uh, fertigation stuff? Now, you've been uh, touting, actually, uh, the siphon uh, appliance, if you will, that uh, Andrew talked about.
2: Yeah, I've been using you know a hose siphon commercially for forty five years, and uh what, what basically what a, a, a hose siphon is? I think mean, he he's using a siphon injector, and that's a little different, but it's the same basic principle. Hose siphon is less expensive and easier to use, but basically, uh, you you hook the siphon or hose siphon to your spigot is the usual, usually the easiest way to do that. You put a concentration of fertilizer in a container with the hose siphon. It's just typically a bucket, and the hose siphon or the siphon mixer will tell you uh, the dilution rate. Uh, and if it's like six to one uh, in that bucket or container, you have to make that concentration of fertilizer stronger. Because what happens is you'll put a, a little a little hose down into that bucket, and then when you turn on the ho- on the water on your hose the water propelling past that siphon will suck up some of the fertilizer uh, in that container, and then it'll come out the end of the hose. And uh, that can be emitters, that can be a nozzle. I used it as a nozzle to apply foliar fertilizer. And uh, if you make sure that you get fertilizer that's not going to clog up uh, your hose siphon or your siphon mixer, or if you're using a drip system Your emitters, uh, it works very, very effectively. Um, You just have to be very careful on the kinds of fertilizers that you use uh, that they will completely dissolve or they're going to plug up the system.
0: All right. Let's talk a little bit about that uh, siphon uh, recipe you were talking about there for people trying to do math in their head and listen to you at the same time. (laughs) Talk a little bit about uh, the siphon devices, too, are fairly inexpensive. They're available at good nurseries. And like you say, one end uh, connects to your hose faucet and another part goes into the bucket. And then you fill the bucket with the concoction. And you talked about a ratio. So let's say it's a two gallon bucket Talk about the particular fertilizer you use and how much of it you put in, in, say, a two-gallon bucket, if that's what you use.
2: I use a five-gallon bucket, um, or I did when I was doing it commercially. I don't remember the... I mean, you you basically have to, you know, let's just say it's a one-gallon bucket. And the directions say a tablespoon per gallon. And the hose siphon says it the concentration is six to one. So you have to make that... F- a fertilizer concoction six times stronger because it's going to be diluted, and so instead of a tablespoon per gallon, you would add six tablespoons per gallon in that container. Uh, be sure to stir it up. One of the things with a with a hose siphon, the nozzle has to be one not that conserves water <laughs> because it's all based on flow. So you need a, you need a fair amount of flow. In order for that hose siphon to work, that's the advantage of the uh, the siphon mixers. They don't need as much flow, and they're much more expensive. So you need to utilize a nozzle. Uh, the ones that I like to use they look like a, a, a small fire hose nozzle. Open it up and let that water flow, and you'll you'll see that the the if the hose siphon is working, the liquid in that container will go down.
0: Okay, well, yeah, okay. What you're talking about is a, a very commonly available brass nozzle yes. that you can adjust from completely off and into a cone shape or into a jet shape as far as the uh, flow of the water. Right. And you do that by turning the, the nozzle. Right. OK. Yeah. And if you turn it all the way the other way, I think it comes apart. No. And when you <laughs> turn it all the Actually, way, it does. <laughs> yes. Well, if you turn it mostly all the other way, it, it flows out, but not strongly. It's well, it seems to be a a big flow, but it's not like pressurized, right? Yeah,
2: and that's where you would set it. Well, you, well, I mean, you want to get it close to that, you know, and and even even you know, you you can open it so it's it's a more of a fine spray. It needs to be open fairly wide. I All mean, right. it's 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 hard to say. Each nozzle is different, and so when you're when you're trying it out, if you're trying to do a foliar feed, you want it somewhat of a of a mist. Um, or a fine spray so uh open it up so it's not quite a fine mist and and i would just use you know your trial with water and and see what kind of uh spray how much you have to turn that nozzle to have it suck the water into in through the hose also you can only use like uh in most cases a uh, A 50- or 75-foot hose, I'd probably suggest a 50-foot hose because the longer the hose, the less volume you're going to get, believe it or not, and less less pressure.
0: Fear not the manufacturer of the siphon devices because you can use whatever fertilizer you want in that because there is one very popular siphon device that's made by a very uh, popular commercial (laughs) synthetic fertilizer company, but it's still, it's, it's a good device. Yeah.
2: And yeah you you the trick is uh it it needs to be 100% water soluble.
0: Yeah. Um, so what yeah. fertilizer do you use? You can't be using fish emulsion in that. No, hand. you can't
2: use, you you can't use fish emulsion. I was surprised that that if I recall correctly, Andrew was saying he was using fish emulsion. Fish emulsion by regulation needs to be uh, a large percentage of solids and typically they're 50% solid and they will clog up your drip lines they will clog up your uh, hose siphons and so um, I use what's called a fish hydrolysate they' mate it's made different instead of uh, a heat it, they use low heat uh, it's digested by enzymes which keeps the the product more biologically active and you actually get more more bang for your buck the, the brand that I use is from peaceful Valley it's their Uh, liquid fish fertilizer. And then the seaweed that I use and I highly recommend is
0: maxi crop seaweed. And you want to use the liquid. And let's uh, clear up something that Andrew uh, said that may have people scratching their head. He gave the uh, uh, not the botanical name, but the species name for that particular kelp that's in maxi crop. And you pronounce it. Ascophyllum
2: nidosum, And when you buy a seaweed fertilizer, that's the thing you want to make sure. Um, somewhere on that label, uh, it will say uh, materials derived from. And it should say Ascophyllum nidosum. And ideally, you don't want it to say anything else. There are some seaweed fertilizers That contains synthetic materials. And as far as I'm concerned, you want to go all organic. And so make sure it's an organic product. And the one I used for 45 years and a lot of the research that was done on seaweed fertilizers uh, was done with MaxiCrop. And I highly recommend that
0: material. But that's just one component of the fertilizer.
2: Um, In the the MaxiCrop, uh, the only thing that's in there is the Ascophylum nodosum. Right. And so, that's just micronutrients, really, isn't it? 55, yeah. 55 trace minerals, uh, vitamins, growth hormones. Um, and the unique thing about the of the, the seaweed fertilizers, the ascophylmendosum, those things that I just listed, you will not find in any other fertilizer. And those things your plants need. It, it's been amazing over my 45 years when I've done a consultation and the plants were looking sick and I would pl- apply uh, a fish fertilizer uh, that the, the fish hydrolyzate along with the, the kelp and the plants would turn around within 30 days. I'm convinced that every time that it wasn't so much the nitrogen and the fish, but it was the trace minerals. Uh, trace minerals aren't considered essential nutrients. They're, you know, not every plant needs it all the time. But there are times when in, in that plant's growth cycle that it needs some of those trace minerals in very, very small amounts. And so when you apply that to the plant, it makes the plant healthy and happy very, very quickly. When you apply it to the foliage, uh, it's it's much more rapidly uh, integrated into the entire plant from root to leaf, uh, in this case from leaf to root versus uh, when you apply it to the ground, it can take 30 days to get up to the leaves. Well, if you p- apply the, the fertilizer to the foliage, it'll get throughout that plant within uh, 24 to 48 hours.
0: Let's stress one thing you did say about when you're using that siphon is that it should be a liquid product, not a powdered product. And when you go, if you go to groworganic.com, which is Peaceful Valley Farm Supply's uh, website, uh, you're going to see a lot of fish fertilizers. Yep. And so then you got to figure out, OK, now which ones are, are going to have some good flow, especially in drip irrigation systems?
2: Yeah, well, actually, some of the some of the powders do dilute very, very well and can be used in drip systems and and using uh, siphon devices. Uh, you just have to make sure uh, you get the right one. One of the things you just mentioned, the Peaceful Valley Farm Supply, uh, groworganic.com website, Uh, They also have uh, a what's called a fertilizer solution chart, and they actually list all of the fertilizers that they sell, and it lists whether they are uh, certified organic, and almost all of them are. And then they've got a column that says uh, solution grade for fertigation. And so if that fertilizer is checked off in that column, uh, you can use it. And some of those are powdered materials. And so when you're using that powder material, what you need to do is first dilute that, you know, put that um, powder or granular or whatever or dust uh, into a container. Mix it with water as recommended and um, and and stir it up really, really good to get it in complete uh, suspension and, and dilution. Actually, it it, it doesn't uh, it goes out of suspension and, and should totally dissolve.
0: Again, that uh, website he mentioned, the uh, page is the Fertilizer Solution Chart that is up on the Peaceful Valley Farm Supply um, website. I'll have a link to it in today's show notes. Uh, but basically, I found the easiest way to do it instead of trying to search through the Peaceful Valley website is just Google Fertilizer Solution Chart Peaceful Valley and it pops right up. And yeah. there there are a lot of fertilizers listed on this. Yeah. 9, 10, 11, 12 13 14 <laughs> I'm counting, 11, 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 23 24 look, 25 different uh, fertilizer combinations that are suitable for uh fertigation then that yep. would work on a drip system.
2: Yes, and those are just just the ones that they sell. I'm,
0: there there right. are others out there as well. All right. Obviously want to match the fertilizer for whatever crop you're going mm. You've heard me talk about Smart Pots, the award winning fabric planter here on the Garden Basics Podcast. They're durable and reusable. I've been using mine for five years now, and once again, they're being pressed into service in my yard. I have this problem I, I grow too many tomatoes for the amount of allotted sunny space I have for them. So those extra tomato plants go into the Smart Pots. I place them in scattered areas around the yard where I know they'll get enough sun which is a premium in my yard and even 5 years later I can pick up those smart pots plant and all and move them around without fear of the smart pot tearing or ripping. Smart pots breathable fabric creates a healthy root structure for plants and smart pots come in a wide variety of sizes and colors. Visit smartpots.com/fred for more information about the complete line of smart pots lightweight fabric containers. And don't forget that slash Fred part, because on that page are details of discounts where you can buy Smart Pots at Amazon. Okay, now I understand. Maybe you want to see the Smart Pots before you buy them. That's not a problem. Smart Pots are available at independent garden centers and select Ace and True Value stores nationwide. To find a store near you, visit SmartPots.com/slash Fred. More and more, this is just a little side note, is that uh, when it comes to permanent crops like fruit trees or uh, bearing shrubs, that sometimes just four inches of mulch may be all you need for a consistent crop. Now, when it comes to annual crops, yeah, you probably do want to add fertilizer for a single growing season.
2: Well, the thing with, with, you know, those kinds of recommendations, I think that's fine once you get your soil in shape and you get your soil you know, happy and healthy with those microbes. And so I think some fertilizer as per a soil test is very helpful in the beginning. And then put down good quality compost and my favorite earthworm castings. What can happen is that, uh, for example, we have numerous days of over 100 degree temperatures and maybe throw in a little bit of smoke. I I, I mean, those two things happen so rarely here in California. (laughs) He's being
0: facetious, <laughs> <suspicious>, folks,
2: <laughs> and and so it stresses the plant. When the plant's stressed, uh, even though you have a happy, healthy soil, the the plants aren't capable of, of absorbing the nutrients like they normally would. And so, applying a liquid fertilizer to the leaves, like a a liquid fish mixed with seaweed, the plant's going to get everything it needs. So it'll get help your plant get through those stressful times. Uh, even if you have a, a healthy soil where you've got the biology all uh, working happy and healthy, getting the nutrients to the plants, when the plants aren't happy uh, due to stress, uh, the foliar fertilizer can make a big difference over that stressful time.
0: Now, without starting a, a foliar feeding argument here, I will say that one benefit of foliar feeding is in, in in smoky situations, it washes the ash off the leaves, which will improve photosynthesis. And just rinsing your leaves off is, is going to uh, minimize pest problems, too. Very much so, especially things like
2: mites. Another thing that I really like about foliar feeding is it gets you out in the garden and landscape. And so you're looking at your plants. And if you you know, if you if you do this once a month, which is what I did commercially for my clients, I looked at the plants very carefully as I was spraying them. And if they didn't look quite right, I put my sprayer down and I went over there and looked at the leaves and examined the stems and looked for pest problems, looked for symptoms of disease. And that way you can, you know, often catch the problem before it gets to be a serious issue and you can deal with it uh, as necessary.
0: And that's a very good piece of advice for summertime vegetable gardening, because if you do inspect your plants carefully, you're sure to find a baseball bat size zucchini that (laughs) you can harvest yes and to the cows or whatever yeah <laughs> now
2: the big ones are nice I, I used to um take the big ones uh slice them up crosswise <laughs> so they were like little tree shed or tree circles and throw them on a cookie sheet and put a little bit of cheese on them heat them up so the cheese just melts and they're they're pretty yummy that way yeah yeah they can very be easy, very, very easy
0: <laughs> You mentioned worm castings, and a lot of people are into vermicomposting of having a worm bin. And that's another great use for those oversized zucchini is to chop them up in little pieces and feed them to the worms. Yep. I've got worms sitting behind me right now. (laughs) I, I don't doubt that in the least. When it comes to fertigation, a lot of people may not realize, but if they have a drip system already installed, they may have a Y filter on that drip system. It's like a little uh, container that sort of comes down at a 45 degree angle at the valve where that uh, drip uh, is attached to. And you may notice that there's a little cap on it that you can uh, uh, undo and you can actually undo the whole thing too, but you can undo that bottom cap to drain the system and, and clean the filter out or unscrew the whole thing and you could put fertilizer inside that.
2: Yep. I mean, yeah. Again, you you need to read the the manufacturer's directions so that you know how to dilute it. And don't think uh, just because we're an American we're Americans that if a little is good, a lot is better. And mm-hmm. that's true. Follow label directions and then Uh, On the product, and then real, and then you look at the device that you're using as a siphon and uh, multiply it appropriately.
0: As one who has worked with drip irritation for 30 years or more, the big lesson I learned about using that Y filter for fertilizing is make sure that it is compatible with a drip irrigation system. Otherwise, you run a big risk of clogging up the emitters. And any fertilizer you use in that Y filter on a drip system, I would at least once a month, if not every other week, Undo the end caps on all your drip lines and flush out the system. Yeah, that's that's really
2: important. Um, you should I would, you know, when you're you know adding fertilizer uh, through through your drip, drip system or any kind of equipment, even even your your siphons, when you are done adding the fertilizer, run water through the entire system. Um, Peaceful Valley Farm Supply has a material called Therm X 70 Yucca Extract. Uh, it is organic, and they actually recommend using that and running that through your system uh, to clean out the, syst- the the siphons
0: as well as the emitters after you've fertilized. Now, we should point out that you are not a paid spokesman for Peaceful Valley Farm Supply. You just like putting money into Patty's pocket.
2: <laughs> well, they, they they have. I will admit they have been good to me, but they 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 do their research. They have. They're one of the best suppliers of organic type products and, and uh, you know, products for the garden and farm. And they the stuff that they sell, they make sure that it works and it
0: does a really good job. We'll have a link to groworganic.com as well on today's uh, show notes, too, if you want to look that up. Well, we've learned a lot about fertigation and fertilizing is part of Garden Basics and fertigation just uh, eases that process and uh, cuts out cuts down the amount of time you have to spend uh, fertilizing because if if you're in the habit of taking your uh, one gallon or two gallon watering can and putting a couple of tablespoons of fertilizer in it and running around and doing each plant and doing that over and over again, uh, that takes up a lot of time. But with a siphon system or a fertigation system, that certainly eases the fertilizer process. But again, let's point out one very important thing you said, and that is, Spend time with your plants, get out there, observe, touch your plants, feel your plants, smell your plants, look at them, check them out. Talk to them. Talk to them. Yeah.
2: There there is research now that says that the plants hear you and that they respond to you. um, Yeah. You don't believe me. uh, (laughs) There's there's not a lot of research, but I think think (laughs) it will grow. Um, And I think, you know, five, 600 years down the line, uh, hopefully less uh, I think we will learn to communicate with plants we now know that plants communicate with each other they help yeah we saw that in themselves. the movie yes <laughs> yes and, what movie and was so, that? Uh, what's her face <laughs> there's there uh, <laughs> it's a big movie y- yeah oh, there's, there's 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 yeah. a whole bunch of them out there
0: yeah it was starring that woman who had aliens at, in another movie but I I uh, never mind. No, I don't know.
2: Okay. <laughs> um but uh, but also um Andrew wanted to know about cost effectiveness and I do mm-hmm. I did want to say something about that. Um a lot of people go for the cheapest stuff. There's you know there's going to be, you know, five six fish fertilizers and and you want to you know save money. Uh the inexpensive stuff is it's typically inexpensive because it's not very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more expensive stuff does not necessarily mean that it's better. So, you know, before you go to the store, um, do some research and, and find out which ones are good. And, what, uh, what should
0: you look for on the label that would indicate it's a quality product? What would be in it that would ease the fertigation process?
2: Well, the sad thing is, it you know, fertigation is relatively—I won't say new, but it's—it hasn't been adapted very much, and so it, it, you're not going to be able to find on the on the labels that it's suitable for fertigation in most cases. But the, just the, the quality of the fertilizer itself, the, the best way to tell is look where it says nutrients derived from. Uh, for example, there are some fish fertilizers that. Um, you would think fish is organic, but they'll contain things like urea and phosphoric acid, and and so they're adding things to the the fish emulsion, and and really that's not what you want. Uh, in in most cases, those additives, or in many cases, they're not organic and uh, can do damage to your soil biology and the biology that's living on on the plant leaves.
0: There we go. Anything more we should mention? No, just,
2: you know, do your research. You know, when you're buying a fish fertilizer, uh, don't don't get the emulsions. And uh, the when you buy a seaweed product, it needs to contain ascophyllum nodosum. And that should be the only thing that's
0: in there. He's been doing this for a long, 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 long time. He He is the John the Baptist of Northern California <laughs> Organic <laughs> Gardening. Uh, Talking about uh, the savior that's coming and it's and finally the world's caught up to you. Yeah,
2: it's its kind of it's 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 exciting. I mean, uh, even Farmer Fred has changed his ways from the the first few times that we were uh, on the air together. That was many
0: decades ago. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. All right. Fine. Steve's (laughs) Island Living Resources Company. Good advice on fertilizing your plants. Steve, thanks so much. It's been fun, Fred, as always. Thanks. The Garden Basics with Farmer Fred podcast has a lot of information posted at each episode. Transcripts, links to any products or books mentioned during the show, and other helpful links for even more information. Plus, you can listen to just the portions of the show that interest you. It's been divided into easily accessible chapters. And you're going to find more information about how to get in touch with us. You can leave an audio question without making a phone call. You do it via SpeakPipe. Go to speakpipe.com slash garden basics. It's easy. Give it a try. If you're listening to us via Apple Podcasts, put your question in the ratings and review section. You can text us questions and pictures or leave us your question at 916-292-8964. That's 916-292-8964. And you can email us, fred at farmerfred.com. And please tell us where you're from because that'll help us greatly accurately answer your garden questions. Because after all, all gardening is local. In the show notes, you'll find links to all our social media outlets. That includes Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Also, you'll find a link to the FarmerFred.com website. And thanks for listening. Garden Basics comes out every Tuesday and Friday. It's brought to you by SmartPots. Garden Basics is available wherever podcasts are handed out, and that includes Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, Google, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and Pocket Casts. Thank you for listening,
1: subscribing, and leaving comments. We appreciate it.